Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we are going to be continuing the Alternative Airplay series. Uh, If you're new to this series, essentially, uh, what I've been doing when I'm not doing my uh, monthly album roundups is I have been going back and looking at the Billboard charts for uh, Alternative Airplay. Uh, It used to be called the Modern Rock Charts, and they changed it fairly recently, I think. Um, I've been going through all of the number one songs and just giving my general feelings on each one uh, and giving it a score of um, positive, negative, or neutral. Um, I started way back in 1988 uh, when the uh, chart was created, and we have worked our way all the way up to 2010. Um, So yeah, I did uh, 88 to 89 to cap off the 80s. I did 90 to 93, 94 to 96, 97 to 99. I split up the 90s a lot because there were just so many songs that hit number one. Uh, And then I did uh, 2000 to 2004, did uh, 2005 to 2009. That was the last episode. And today, um, you can already tell, but we are going to be talking about uh, 2010 to 2014. And I'm super excited because this was this was my high school era. I was in high school from 2010 to uh, 2014. So um, I really knew, uh, I would say like 90% of these songs already. There were a few that I, I didn't know of. Um, but uh, it was a lot of fun going back and remembering um, a lot of these songs that I have a lot of nostalgia for. And of course, you know, I remembered a good bit of the 2000s too, but... Obviously, being a little bit younger than some of that even is a little bit blurry. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm excited to get into this. Uh, so without further ado, uh, starting off the first song, we're talking about the first charting song of 2010 uh, to reach number one um, was technically Uprising by Muse, um, but that actually hit number one in 2009. So I already talked about it in the last episode. Go check that out if you haven't. Uh, So the first fresh number one of uh, 2010 was 30 Seconds to Mars with Kings and Queens. Um, All I'm going to say is Morbius. (laughs) Moving on from there, um, Phoenix with 1901. uh, Still a wonderful indie rock tune that brings me a lot of nostalgia. It's just got this cool nighttime groove to it, and even all these years later, it still sounds completely fresh to my ears, um, almost like it's just removed from a specific time period. Um, I know some people might disagree with that, but hey, uh, I love it. I think it's, I don't think there's anything that sounds quite like Phoenix. Uh, They're not, you know, experimental by any means, but I think they're just a really cool, interesting indie pop band. And uh, yeah, I have a lot of nostalgia for um, this song right here in particular. So yeah, very positive. It's it's a classic. Um, then we have Back Against the Wall by Cage the Elephant. This was my favorite Cage the Elephant song way back. Um, I remember being a huge fan of the debut album and then uh, kind of losing track over the years aside from some of the big singles. But in hindsight, they've been an incredibly consistent band and it's cool to see where they came from here. Um, this is a badass garage rocker with a bit of a like a 60s Rolling Stones feel to it, and the vocals have this perfect attitude, Uh, very positive. I still really love this one. Um, I remember playing this on repeat um, on my iPod back in the day. 
then we have Resistance uh, by Muse. Uh, this is Muse doing their usual overblown space rock opera thing. Um, I used to really enjoy this era of the band, and maybe I just have that level of nostalgia, but I still think this is a, a pretty decent alt-rock tune, especially if you're into that kind of thing. And, you know, if you're a fan of something like Queen, um, something that's really theatrical, um, which can be a hit-or-miss thing for me, but I think it kind of works here. Um, yeah, I still like it, so I would go with a positive for it. Uh, then we have Mountain Man by Crash Kings. A bit of a Led Zeppelin vibe with this one. I can't explain why, but it just it just sounds exactly like how you think of a rock song called Mountain Man uh, would sound. Um, I think it's a pretty decent kind of cock rock type of song. It's got some cool swagger to it. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't know if I'm that crazy about it. So um, eh, probably a neutral, I guess. Uh, then we have Stone Temple Pilots with Between the Lines. I feel pretty much the same way uh, about this as I did with the Comeback Alice in Chains song in the last episode. It's a decent rock track, but if you told me this was Stone Temple Pilots, I probably wouldn't believe you. Of course, you know, with the circumstances of the band, I won't get into. It's not going to sound too much like their good old 90s work, obviously. But that being said, I'm I'm kind of neutral on it. Um, it's... I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Uh, then we have Dirty Heads with Lay Me Down featuring Sublime with Rome. I've got a soft spot for this cool, laid-back, um, white guy on the beach type of reggae. Um, just like I did with the uh, 311 songs that appeared a while ago. But this kind of sounds like the updated 2010s version of that. Um, it's very sweet and inoffensive. Um, makes me want to just sit on the beach and like... I don't know, drink a smoothie and drum on the back of an acoustic guitar or something, just drum on the wood. I don't know. I'm nostalgic for this track. I, I have uh, good memories with it, so positive. Uh, then we have This Is War by 30 Seconds to Mars. Morbius. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> In One Ear by Cage the Elephant. This feels right at home with that retro kind of western garage rock kind of sound you would hear with uh, shit like Black Lips and The Growlers, who I think also came up around this time. But this has almost a bit of rapping, which I think sets it apart a good bit. Uh, it's a fun, throw-it-on-at-a-party type of track. Uh, yeah, positive. It's not my favorite thing they've done, but I I remember listening to it a lot back in the day. Uh, then we have Linkin Park with The Catalyst. This continues into the Linkin Park territory of songs that... I think are fine, but I'm not crazy about them. Um, I never really outright disliked anything they did, but I don't know. The further you get out of the classic era, the more kind of spread out their work is for me. Um, but if you're a big fan, I can see why you like it. I think it's still a fine song. Um, I would go with a neutral for it. Uh, then we have Animal by Neon Trees. I was obsessed with this song in early high school around when it came out. It feels like one of those early seeds of the 2010s for reviving that throwback 80s sound uh, thanks to the uh, super glossy pop rock production. Um, and I always thought the vocals on the track were super unique as well. I think it still holds up to this day and I found myself uh, still remembering every single word even after all of this time. Um, and, you know, knowing this song and everybody talks and really enjoying those, it makes me want to Go check out the rest of their music, so I'll definitely will do that at some point. 
Uh, but yeah, very positive. Love this song. Then we have Little Lion Man by Mumford & Sons. Uh, I'll be honest, y'all. I did resent Mumford & Sons a little bit in the early 2010s. Um, I don't know if I knew who they were quite this early in like 2010, um, as this, I believe, was their breakout hit. But definitely like two or three years after this, I would hear them all the time at the um, grocery store uh, that I worked at for my first job. And now that I've had some time removed from it, I mean, yeah, they're kind of plain stomp clap pop rock kind of stuff but I think it works ultimately and uh, I like the banjo a lot and um, yeah it's grown on me over the years so I would say a positive for it uh, then we have Radioactive by Kings of Leon I think Kings of Leon have always been a good band but their strongest material was definitely uh, throughout the 2000s um, this sort of kicks off a drop in quality for them I would say but I think it's still a pretty good song. I'm still going to go positive um, because I like how summery this track is. And they're consistently good at this southern rock thing. I mean, that's why, you know, people like to call them the southern rock version of, like, The Strokes. And I, I can definitely see that with a track like this. Uh, so, yeah, it's a light positive. I, I like it. Uh, then we have Tighten Up by The Black Keys. This was maybe the first time I had ever heard anything by The Black Keys, uh, given that... This album, Brothers, was basically where they blew up. Uh, even though, shockingly, they had been around since the early 2000s, um, which I didn't know uh, as a young teen. But uh, yeah, I can totally see why this blew up. The whistling is poppy and fun. Uh, Dan Auerbach's vocals are super soulful and gritty. The instrumental is tight as hell. Uh, yeah, I still really love this song and I love this era. Uh, very positive. One of my favorites on here. Uh, then we have Waiting for the End by Linkin Park. Uh, this kind of shakes up that run of Linkin Park songs that I haven't been as crazy about, like I was saying, um, because I really enjoy this one, actually. Uh, the super mangled electric guitar sound on this is fantastic. Uh, the lo-fi beat is super roughed up. It's just it's just a cool beat. The piano is lovely, and of course, Chester's voice sounds uh, incredible, very delicate, very pretty. Uh, it's a lovely little tune, and... You know, in an era, like I said, where I already knew most of these songs, I did not know about this one, and it was a really cool discovery for me. So, uh, yeah, very positive. I love it. Uh, then we have Cage the Elephant, which Shake Me Down. I'm not an expert on this band um, by any means, like I said, but from the, like, ten or so songs that I remember, this feels like the bridge between their early kind of, like, bratty, punkish attitude uh, that you would find on the first album, and then the prettier side of the band you would get over the next few years. Um, like, putting Ain't No Rest for the Wicked on, and then Cigarette Daydreams, you would almost think they were different bands, but I think putting this track in between and another one that I'll talk about soon, it makes it makes that make a lot more sense in hindsight. Um, and yeah, I gotta say I love the song a lot, so very positive. Uh, then we have Rope by the Foo Fighters. I think the Foos do this glossy dance punk thing really well. The fast, angular guitars are super cool. Um, I was complaining before about how their middle to late period songs were starting to sound a little bit samey going through this series. And yeah, I mean, this song is definitely still safe. Um, that chorus especially is just classic Foo Fighters, but... 
I don't know, it is extremely satisfying when they manage to just hit that sweet spot and do it just right. And I think that's, uh, this song is an instance of that. So, um, yeah, positive. Uh, then we have Pumped Up Kicks by Foster the People. Uh, the absolute definition of a song that sounds extremely happy-go-lucky and upbeat until you look into the lyrics and realize, uh, wow, this is a dark tune. Um, so much so that people have literally made hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of memes about it. Um, this really reminds me of a certain era, too, where an indie rock tune with really strange vocals sung through like a what sounds like a blowhorn uh, could be the biggest song in the country for a while. And yeah, I still really enjoy it. Um, I would say very positive for this. Um, then we have You Are a Tourist by Death Cab for Cutie. Pretty decent one from Death Cab here. Um, I had never heard it before because I've kind of jumped around with this band's albums. But that being said, it's very inoffensive alternative rock about, you know, not feeling like you fit in where you are. Um, so you know, I could see why people like it and relate to it. I could see someone hearing uh, Soul Meets Body and then finding this later on. Uh, so yeah, it's a positive. Uh, not my favorite thing they've done, but I still really like it. Uh, then we have Walk by Foo Fighters. This one's okay. It's a pretty standard, inspirational kind of rock ballad about, you know, learning to walk again. It's got really pretty moments and then loud, heavy moments, um, all wrapped up in this nice little alt-rock radio package. Um, I feel like I've heard a lot of stuff like this, but I could also totally understand someone loving this song, so I don't know, probably neutral for this one. It's, it's okay. Uh, then we have the Chili Peppers, again, with uh, The Adventures of Rain Dance Maggie. Uh, it's a pretty mid-tier, mid-tempo Chili Peppers, funky little kind of sexy jam. Um, as the band who shows up on this series the most, um, I think even at their worst, usually they're still pretty okay. But just because I think this one's towards the bottom and nowhere near the level of their heights, I'd probably put this as a neutral. Um, yeah, moving on from there, um, The Sound of Winter by Bush. I think here Bush updates their old post-grunge 2000s thing to the 2010s pretty decently, the drums especially, and the production as well. Um, make it feel updated for this time. Um, but that being said, I don't think it's quite on the level as some of the stuff from their heyday, and even that stuff I'm not wild about, to be honest. So I would say neutral uh, for this one. Uh, then we have Paradise by Coldplay. Like I said with Viva La Vida in the previous episode, I was a huge Coldplay fan as a kid slash early teen, and this is the first time I remember being a little bit let down, um, because their 2009 era meant a lot to me, along with their older stuff, which I had gone back and discovered. So, of course, I had them up on a pedestal, and then this album, Milo Xyloto, came out, and I definitely liked it, but still, in recent years, um, I don't know, I think it's grown on me more than back then. Like, I liked it then, but I definitely like it a lot more now. Um, I think it actually holds up pretty well. Um, it's a breezy, summery, simple pop tune, and I don't know, it just works. So I would say positive here. Uh, then we have Lonely Boy by the Black Keys again. Uh, the music video of the guy uh, dancing to this song is iconic. It's me hearing the song, and it's lodged into my brain as one of my earliest memories of this band. And 
you know, it's, it's just a standard, but still kick-ass, just stomping old-school rock and roll tune, and it's no doubt become one of the band's signature songs, deservedly so. Maybe not the absolute heights of the band, but still a really good song, uh, so I would say positive. Uh, then we have Somebody I Used to Know by Gautier and Kimbra. Uh, wow, the song was humongous. If there is a single song that defines radio in 2012, in my opinion, it's got to be this one or the next one uh, that I'm about to talk about. Uh, but let's be real. This is a pretty interesting song to get so huge. I think for this time, maybe not now because you hear a lot more of this type of percussion, but the percussion on this track, I think, is actually pretty unique for this time period. And, you know, especially for top 40 standards. Um, and I think the vocals from Gautier are actually pretty unique as well. But I think... It's such an anthemic, heartfelt breakup ballad. It is so timeless that I think, you know, the song is going to shine through no matter what. Um, I'm a little tired of it, I guess, but it still does hold up. So I would say positive. Uh, then we have We Are Young featuring Janelle Monet by Fun. Um, like I mentioned with the last song, this song is so intensely 2012. I could not imagine it being a hit in any other time. Um, it really sits along this bridge between what late 2000s pop was and what 2010s pop would end up being. It's very campy and theatrical, but it also has this very, I don't know, indie sense about it. I can't quite my, uh, put my finger on what that is, but I still like it. So I would say a positive for this when it brings back some fun memories. Um, of course, some of it might be nostalgia, but it is what it is. Uh, then we have Gold on the Ceiling by the Black Keys. This is probably the one Black Keys song I can recall hearing on the radio the most. Um, after I heard the album before this era, uh, Brothers, like I said, I went back to some of their 2000s stuff leading up to that. And I think from then on, I've kind of always preferred that over this sound and onward. But, you know, that being said, this is still very serviceable, fun, retro rock and roll stuff. Like I said, with Lonely Boy. Uh, so yeah, it's a positive. Uh, then we have Tongue Tied by Group Love. Uh, one of my very favorite radio hits of the time. It is loud, it is sugary, it is colorful. Um, I have a very specific memory of sleeping over at my uh, best friend's house back in 2012. And he had this little radio that played the local alt-rock station. And I remember this song came on really late one night and I loved it. But it took me forever to figure out what it was. Um, and now, you know, knowing it all these years later, I remember it very fondly. Um, yeah, it's it's a fantastic song. The vocal melodies are just excellent from the uh, take me to your best friend's house to the uh, don't leave me tongue tied. Um, I think it's just so fun, so youthful. Um, I never get tired of it. So, uh, yeah, very positive. It's it's a classic. Uh, then we have Little Talks by Of Monsters and Men. Another song that I think contributes to the indification, uh, indification of the early 2010s. Uh, this one was huge. Um, I remember hearing that, hey, dun, 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 every five minutes at that job I was talking about. Um, but, you know, that being said, all these years later, I think I just didn't appreciate it that much at the time. But it makes me happy looking back and hearing this now. 
Um, and I think it feels like a nice continuation of that classic indie sound that you got years before with like, I don't know, something like Young Folks by Peter, Bjorn, and John. Um, I really love the shared man and woman vocals. Uh, yeah, very positive. I love this song now. Uh, then we have Burn It Down by Linkin Park. Uh, this is probably as electronic as these guys get, at least from what I know. Uh, the main synth line, I think, is really pretty and icy. And Chester sounds especially beautiful on the vocal end. The chorus is heavy. It's anthemic. Um, this was actually another little, uh, nice little surprise for me, as I don't remember hearing this back in the day. So positive. Uh, then we have Some Nights by Fun. Um... I used to really like this song when it came out, and I don't know why, but it's kind of lost me in recent years. Um, it does basically the same thing that We Are Young does, but not quite as good in my opinion, and I think the theatricality I find a little grating now. Um, it's not a bad song by any means, but I think I would give it a neutral now uh, compared to back in the day when I would have given it a positive, so yeah. Neutral for this one. Uh, then we have Too Close by Alex Clare. Um, I like to call this car commercial music, I guess because I literally do remember it being in at least one car commercial. Um, but it is a cool track. Um, it flirts with the dubstep thing that was huge back then, but I think it does it in a tasteful kind of way. Um, the vocals, I think, are the ultimate high point of the track. Uh, arguably the best part. Uh, so yeah, positive. Uh, then we have Ho Hey by the Lumineers. Um, I think the Lumineers are probably the best group from that early 2010s, like Stomp Clap, uh, Big Bushy Beard, slash uh, IPA, slash, I don't know, whatever kind of folk era. Um, and while I did get tired of hearing it when it first blew up, it's yet another case of a track that has really positively resonated with me in recent times. The Acoustic guitar and vocals are very warm and up close, um, and it really does make you feel like you're sitting by a campfire or something. Um, I think it's a very sweet track, so very positive, no shame. Uh, then we have Madness by Muse. I've always had a bit of a difficult time deciphering how exactly I feel about Muse. Sometimes I lean towards liking them, but I don't know. This being uh, 10 years on from this song now... It seems like this last decade or so just has not been super kind to them. I mean, this song is kind of okay. I think I would like it more without the uh gets kind of old. Um but I, I do think like Matt's crooning on the verses and stuff is actually pretty nice, so it's kind of in between for me. Uh I would say a neutral. Uh then we have I Will Wait by Mumford and Sons. This song is a bit of a meme between uh, me and my girlfriend right now. Uh, we've just been joking about doing things really fast during that banjo intro as if it's like some kind of montage, like you're cleaning the house while it's going... It's, it's, it's hard to explain. You had to be there. But I think our little inside joke has made me appreciate this song a little bit more. It's just, like I said, it's... Very inoffensive, very nice-sounding folk stuff, and um, I actually dig the kind of gritty vocals a lot, so yeah, I would say a positive here. Uh, then we have Radioactive by Imagine Dragons. Um, their first true hit, I guess, after its time, which I actually do like a good bit. 
Um, I've been all over the place with Imagine Dragons, to be honest. Um, they seem like really nice, down-to-earth dudes, so nothing against them personally, but I have gone from hating their music to feeling bad for hating them and standing up for them to kind of liking a few songs like Zero and Bones. Uh, but I don't know. I think... You know, their overblown screaming pop thing can be kind of charming, I guess, but it can also be extremely annoying hearing it over and 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 over. And this is basically the genesis of that. Um, but I can also see why people like this epic kind of sound. I mean, I don't know. I think people expected me to go with a negative for this one, but I'm going to say a neutral because um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's terrible. I'm just kind of sick of it. Uh, then we have Sweater Weather by The Neighborhood. Uh, really great early 2010s indie slash alt rock tune here. Just a classic from this era. Um, of all the songs here, this feels, I think, closest to what we'll get with that world of like early 2010s Tumblr. Uh, the same scene that was all over like the 1975 or something like that. And it's no wonder this band blew the hell up out of the gate with this track because it's awesome. Um, I remember seeing the music video on Fuse back in the day and really digging it. Um, I don't think I like caught who the band was, even though like it would show up at the bottom. I was just like, oh, it's that Sweater Weather song. So, yeah, very positive. I love this song. And I love the next song, uh, Safe and Sound by Capital Cities. Um, I don't know why, but... I hated this song when it first came out. Now, I'm going to be honest, it's one of my favorite songs in this episode, and once I get to the end of the series, I'll probably include it whenever I make a playlist of my absolute favorites from the whole run. It's just really fun. It's kind of in that same world of just like overblown pop rock, but I think it's done in the best way possible. Um, also, that intense nostalgia I feel when I hear this guy sing... I can lift you up, I can show you I don't want to be in it, and that be safe and sound. Um, I really didn't appreciate this song being a, an angsty teen back in the day, but I look back on it very fondly now. Uh, so yeah, very positive, I love it. Uh, then we have Royals by Lord. Uh, the very beginnings of Lord's Rise to Fame. Um, I honestly can't believe it's been 10 whole years. I'm sure you've heard this in so many video essays about 2010s pop, but she, along with Lana, really did change the direction of the pop landscape. I mean, that indie aesthetic with the super skeletal beat and production um, really leads to stuff you'd get with Billie Eilish much later on. Also, I have just, I've always loved uh, loved uh, Lord's voice, um, and I think, honestly, Pure Heroine is still probably her highest point. I think she Definitely peaked with the uh, debut album here. And uh, yeah, this song Royals, you know it, you've heard it. It's still a classic. I still love it. It's uh, very positive for me. Uh, then we have Out of My League by Fitz and the Tantrums. I see a pretty strong line between Animal by Neon Trees and this song. Not necessarily them sounding similar, but I think this goes further along into that fun 80s pop rock sound. It's glossy, it's nocturnal. It feels designed for just driving fast at night with the windows down and 
you've got the breeze flowing through your hair. Um, I've always loved this song a lot, and I continue to in the current day. Um, just a lot of fond memories with this one, so uh, yeah, very positive. Uh, then we've got Pompeii by Bastille. Um, this feels like the 2010s continuation of that kind of thing that like One Republic started in the 2000s. Uh, not that, you know, One Republic didn't go on to keep making hits into the 2010s. Um, of course they did, but I don't know. This one just reminds me of that sweet spot of like adult contemporary and pop. It's very hooky with that, eh, eh, oh, eh, oh, eh, eh, oh, eh, oh, that little thing. And I think the main vocals uh, on the song are still really impressive. I'm not sure who the uh, vocalist is here, but I uh, should have researched that. But um, I really like his voice. So uh, yeah, positive. I still like the song a lot. Um, Come a Little Closer by Cage the Elephant. I pretty much feel the same way about this song as what I said with Shake Me Down. Although I actually love the song even more. Um, I regret not paying much attention to this era of the band when it was happening because I think nowadays this has become like a killer indie rock staple and I still haven't gotten tired of it. Uh, yeah, I love how raw and cathartic that chorus is. It's a fantastic song, very positive. Uh, then we have Do I Want to Know by the Arctic Monkeys. Uh, for some reason, my brain always convinces me that AM came out a little bit later, but Really, it was like 2013 to 2014-ish, uh, 2013 to be exact, um, and this is the biggest Arctic Monkey song to date, and obviously it's not my absolute favorite, but I'm not going to act like I'm too cool for AM, because AM is a great record, um, and I don't have a problem with the song whatsoever, I really love it still, uh, still, it's, it's got that sleazy motorcycle bar rock feeling to it, and I don't know. I just applaud them for making a huge rock record that's actually just really killer from start to finish. So, uh, yeah, very positive. I love it. Uh, then we have Come With Me Now by Congos. Upon listening to this, I was immediately like, oh, that song. Um, this feels extremely connected to this time period for me um, because I feel like this chorus was in so many commercials after commercials after commercials. And it's not a bad song by any means, but I think it's got that kind of syndrome where the verses are just kind of forgettable, and then the chorus is just like, you will not know it from the verses, but once you hear that chorus, it's like, oh, that's that's where the song's at. The, uh, oh, come with me now, come with me now. It's, I don't know, I've, I've never been crazy about the song, I'm not even crazy about the chorus. Uh, being as iconic as it is, so yeah, it's it's okay. It's it's a neutral for me. Uh, then we have the Walker by Fitz and the Tantrums. This feels considerably less '80s to me than their last song on here. I think this actually fits more along the lines of the garage rock, Black Keys kind of thing. Uh, maybe a bit more leaning into that huge whistling millennial indie pop thing that was just everywhere at this time, um, but I like the hook a lot, and it stays in my head for a while every time I hear it. Um, I don't love it as much as Out of My League, but I still think it's a really good song, so I'm going to say a positive here. Uh, and then we've got just a few more here. We've got Fever by the Black Keys, which is, it's a fine Black Keys song, but basically between here and like 
guess this was like 2014. And maybe their album from 2020, Let's Rock, which I did enjoy. They kind of lost me for a tiny bit in the space. Um, and I hate to do it, but this is the first time I might go neutral for one of their songs. Um, if you know their music, you can basically just imagine what the song sounds like just from being like, oh, it's it's a Black Keys song titled Fever. I wonder what this is going to sound like. And, you know, that being said, I get why it would be good in like a phone or car commercial or something. It's it's a pretty good song. I've just, I've never been that crazy about it. So I'm going to say a neutral here. Uh, then we have I Want to Get Better by Bleachers. I fucking love this song. Um, the early days of Bleachers and Mr. Jack Antonoff. Uh, a fantastic song, if you ask me. It sits very nicely between the millennial pop thing and then also like kind of throwback, really loud uh, Bruce Springsteen influence, Heartland Rock. It's very wide-eyed and motivational and catchy. Uh, not to mention the guitar solo is absolutely nasty. It's just a killer piece of music. Um, another instance where I can say I wish I had paid more attention to Bleachers when uh, they were getting started because they don't, they haven't seemed to release as much material lately. I did like their album from uh, 2021. Um, didn't love it, but did really like it. Um, I think it's got some amazing songs on it that are uh, maybe up there with this one, like uh, How Dare You Want More and uh, Stop Making This Hurt. He's He's just really good at creating a great single, and I think this is his first true instance of that. So, uh, yeah, very positive. I love it. Uh, then we have Dangerous featuring Joy Wave by Big Data. Uh, this song has a really cool, funky, lo-fi feel to it. And honestly, it really sticks out like a sore thumb aesthetically among the rest of the songs here. Um, I could actually imagine this coming out a little bit later, like maybe 2018 or 2019. Um, and that's not a bad thing. That's actually a really cool thing. Um, I think the bass line is fantastic. And um, yeah. I, I totally did a double take when I heard this and uh, realized which year it came out. Um, yeah, I think it's a really fun track. I would say positive. Uh, three more. We've got Riptide by Vance Joy. Uh, this is pretty much an undeniable classic from this time period. It's one of the catchiest songs I have ever heard. And, you know, I, I know it was made fun of and still gets made fun of by a lot of people as one of those Whole Foods, white people acoustic slash ukulele type of songs, but I ain't gonna lie, y'all. Going back to it nowadays, it's it's got this fantastic summery, beachy type of atmosphere, and I'm totally into it. I love this song. Um, it, you know, I'm sure some of that is nostalgia, but still, it is, I think it's a great song, so yeah, very positive. Uh, then we have Stolen Dance by Milky Chance. Uh, this is like, honestly, top 20, maybe top 10 of the whole series for me. Um, I didn't pay too much attention to the uh, to this song when it was huge. Um, I definitely heard it and liked it, but in years moving forward, I would hear friends play it, and damn, is it just such a fantastic summery acoustic jam. It just feels like those nights with your friends, like sitting around a fire or driving to the beach, just being young, and yeah, I, I just love it, um, and another reason I love it too is I feel like it's such a random, just chance, one-hit wonder, haha, chance, um, the chords are really interesting too for being such a huge song, and 
I just, I don't know who this guy's name is, but, or what this guy's name is, but I love his voice. Um, and yeah, this is a certified classic. Um, you heard it from me. Very positive. It's, it's a, it's a hall of famer. I love it. Um, and then the last song we have for, uh, 2014 is something from nothing by Foo Fighters. Again, um, you know, closing us out, we've got a pretty decent chugging heavy rocker here. Um, I'm still not wild about it, to be honest, but I guess it is a nice change of pace from the other songs that you hear of theirs. I think it takes things into a bit of a heavier direction than usual. Um, Grohl sounds super passionate, and his, his, you know, his screaming is cool on uh, this track. I just, I hate to say it, but I don't think I would ever go back to it over, you know, some of the other tracks I mentioned, especially earlier on. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a neutral, you know, I support the Foo Fighters. I'm just not crazy about every single thing that they do. Not a knock on them. Um, yeah, that's going to close it out. That is, uh, 2010 to 2014. Um, as always, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope, you know, if you're, uh, about my age, I hope this brought back some memories of some songs that maybe you forgot about that we used to hear on the radio all the time. So yeah, that being said, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. Peace and be well. Be on the lookout for uh, my quarter one loose ends. Going to be talking about some uh, new releases that I missed from January to March. Um, Yeah, keep a lookout for that. And uh, as always, peace and be well and uh, much love. Uh, See you next time.